again, everyone, and welcome back to the King Kong Minute Podcast, the show where we analyze, scrutinize, and celebrate the 2005 film King Kong one minute at a time. My name is Terry. And I'm Steven. And today we're going to be talking about minute number 95. This minute starts with Anne stumbling back in absolute shock and ends with Kong roaring up a storm. Yeah, this uh, this whole minute is sort of Anne getting up and falling back down and a Kong uh-huh. getting shocked, but she it's it's a progression. It mm-hmm. tells a story. Yes. She's she's very clever here. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> As we've said before. And it's, it tells in a very important story, too. This, I think, is a vital minute in getting Kong, honestly. And this yeah. personalizes Kong. Like, this is the first minute where we really see who Kong actually is. Just a bit of a crack in it. Because up to this point, he's just been acting very animalistic. It's just, you know, what we expect from, ah, giant gorilla monster, ah. <laughs> um, but this is the first time where we see the actual personality of a creature who is by definition, a social animal living in forced isolation. Right. And now desperately trying to interact with something else that is a rough analog of his own intelligence. Mm-hmm. Um, you stop at about a minute and a half or a second number 13 here. Um, just the kind of vague longing, but also frustration and not being understood in his eyes, I think is really clear cut and it's just remarkable. The work they did with his expressions. Mm -hmm. It's, um, I don't know. I don't know what else to compare it to, to relate it, but I I have uh, a border collie mix. Mm -hmm. Border collies are incredibly intelligent. And when, when you talk to them, you can sit them there. You can see them staring at you, trying to understand what you're saying. They're Mm -hmm. trying really hard. And you kind of have a similar thread here where, like, there he is attempting to communicate, or she is. There, there's, like, a broken communication, but he wants to get over that so he can get her, she can get him. Like, he's yeah. trying to get over this. But he's intelligent enough that he has that same kind of look to him. Like, he's intelligent. He knows. Mm-hmm. He's got this. Mm-hmm. And it's just... I think this is the first moment when Anne realizes that she isn't going to be immediately be eaten. Yeah. That right. You know, he is not hurting her. Strictly speaking, he is corralling her. He doesn't want her to leave and he is willing to like scare her and physically stop her, but he is not intentionally trying to, or seeking to hurt her. Right. And that's just getting through to her. And, She's now making... I. This is the moment when Anne realizes that she can possibly make use of that. And this is a more complex situation than maybe she originally realized. Mm-hmm. And that this is not just, like, a dumb animal. Um, or just, like, this vicious monster that has abducted her uh, to potentially, like, brutalize her. But this is something else entirely. She sees the intelligence there. And you gotta wonder. So this, this is just a, you know, small-time actor actress from from new york city in 1930 like this is a totally different world for her you know Mm. she has no idea this kind of thing exists and yet she's she's willing to accept that it it hasn't been that long you know since he's taken her yet it's been a few hours it's Mm -hmm. daylight now but she's already at the point where she's been willing to accept that 
this thing that is so foreign and so terrifying might be something that I can get along with because she, you know, it, it's just, it shows a lot of courage. Is all oh, yeah. Saying. Like, she's, she's got some guts. Um, the only thing I can say for her is that maybe a vaudeville actress would be uniquely prepared for this type of scenario in having to deal with plenty of tough audiences. That, that yeah, you know what? You're probably right there. Because, I mean, we made the, made the reference when she was dancing and, you know, there was the very large... Man mm-hmm. sitting in the back seat laughing when no yeah. one else was uh, intrigued, and you know, turns out Kong we drew the parallels. The first, turns out Kong wasn't the first gorilla she performed right. for. <laughs> right, we drew the parallels there. So yep. yeah, yeah. Yep. I mean, it's it's quite likely that that uniquely equipped her to deal with the situation. I guess mm-hmm. I could buy it. Um, I mean, it also boils down to the fact that, like, when, you know, she takes the first pratfall and just completely shocks Kong. <laughs> By the way, I love that moment when he's just like, ah, dang it, it broke already. <laughs> it's like, I was just, ah, oh, come on, I just got this one. <laughs> yeah, and that also, you know, in a morbid way, makes you wonder what happened with the other sacrifices previously. Uh, yeah. I mean, Did- it, I have to imagine that some of them died because he mishandled them just because he as much try as he might he is still a massive gorilla and they are still fragile humans i mean we we did definitely postulate that theory postulate (laughs) postulate that uh she should be dead yes (laughs) oh yeah should you know so many times over Mm -hmm. so i mean the the only thing that's keeping her alive is plot plot armor she's Um, got that plot armor but what I was all going to lead to is that, you know, when she takes her first pratfall and, you know, after you see Kong's shock and he's just kind of like in slowly investigating <laughs> her, mm-hmm. you can see that she's basically standing on what looks like a raised dais or a platform, almost mm-hmm. like a stage. Uh, that is very I intentional, I think. Um, it probably like is. She found herself on a stage and one hell of a stage, too. I mean, what a backdrop. Yeah. Like I, I put that. So she's she plays dead. She's jumping. She, you know, that's a really bold play to shock this massive thing that with one light flick could send her getting, you know, yeeted yeah. off a cliff. I so. mean, she's also got kind of the security of like, well, I might die anyway. Might as well go that's, for broke. That's true. What has she got to lose? Yeah, really. You know, it's like uh, I could die really fast. I could die later. You know, it's like may as well just make a go of it. <laughs> Might as well doing or die doing what I love, performing yep. on a stage. For the vine. Flop. <laughs> YOLO. <laughs> oh, I'm that. sorry. <laughs> I hate all of that. Oh, man. Gracious. It's like, hey, I've, we've already established Denim would be the worst vlogger. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So the bad. The worst influencer. Yep. He'd be the one to, to record his friends, like, going down a really steep road in a shopping cart, you know? Yep. Yep. <laughs> Having been the one to talk them into it. Yeah, right. It'll be really funny. It's, yep. it's actually probably his, like, younger brother in the shopping cart. It's not even, yep. like... <sighs> anyway. That is all I have. Like, there's not, not a lot of yep. action, just a lot of, like, character. You get yep. to know Kong and know Anne just mm. a little more. No spoken dialogue, but at the same time, so much is said and so much is communicated mm-hmm. and understood here. Yeah. Um, it immediately becomes apparent why Kong values her more than anything. And it's not just plot armor. It's the fact that she entertains him and the yeah. fact that she actually humors him. 
Yeah, she's. Uh, yeah, I I have no better words to describe it. Mm-hmm. She's it's, like a pet. Yeah, but it's it's good stuff. I this like I said, these minutes when you finally get into the solo interactions between uh, Anne and Kong, it's like that's the content I'm really here for. Yeah, it is, and I mean. You've said it since the beginning. It's a melodrama, and yep. you get some of the mellow here, oh, <laughs> and yeah. some of the drama. Yeah, <laughs> you get both. Um, Once so again, yeah, good stuff. Ha- having Anne be a vaudeville actress—it's it- just a great core to that theme. Mm-hmm. And you definitely—you don't in-, in the thirty-three film. Anne just—does she have a profession? No. No, I don't think we ever find out I don't who she so. was, other than just right place, right time for Denim's prowl. I gotta wonder in, in Jackson's effort place, to make time. Well, yeah, in Jackson's effort to make this Kong more relatable and more like it, you feel the impact at the end when certain things happen. Spoilers, but <laughs> um, for you to really feel and connect. If he decided to give Anne that backstory so she can be the entertainment and that'll be what what attracts him to her mm-hmm. versus in the the first film, it's he's attracted to her because she's she's different, I guess she's blonde. <laughs> you know, is, yeah. is that what it is? Is that his whole motivation? Whereas in this, you know, she's just any other Mm-hmm. sacrifice that who knows what he really right. does but until suddenly she starts acting different because she mm-hmm. has this background yeah exactly it goes from being yeah. just a flat eurocentric appeal angle to mm-hmm. being an actually dynamic angle of appeal yeah and the the whole body movements right she like flings her body up in the air and ragdoll physics herself you know yeah. like she and um that's the second time ragdoll physics have come up in two weeks but uh yeah like it, it's it's got to come from that vaudeville you know that mm-hmm. she's comfortable moving her body in expressive ways because she acts on a stage in in yeah. big ways so i think that kind of background just gave us so much more and to love oh yeah versus the 33 film so for sure as I've said before, this film improves on the 33 in just about every single way. Indeed. In my personal opinion. Nope. I fully <laughs> have to agree. I don't think there is a... Other than maybe at runtime for the average viewer <laughs> to be able to yeah. easily digest, I think yeah. that's maybe the only aspect that you could possibly say that Cooper's film really struck the balance. Um, it did. But other than that... Um, Jackson took Cooper's film and said, what was good here, we can make even better. Yeah. So. Yep. And that's it. That's, that, that's, all that's, the, high, that's the high point I think we should end on. <laughs> I agree. Um, what do you think about uh, letting class early, or letting class yeah. out early this, it's Friday. this Friday? Yeah. yeah. Y'all got senioritis and ready to go. Oh, boy, don't remind me. <laughs> Weekenditis, at least. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, everyone, enjoy your weekends and join us back on Monday. Indeed. All right, folks. Hope you have a good time. You will hear us when you hear us on the next episode of the The King King Kong Kong Minute. Minute. Bye, everyone. Bye.